Welcome to Radius Conversations, where we want to do real life with real faith. Our purpose here is to dive into practical questions about how to glorify God with people who have experience from a biblical worldview. I'm your host, Mariah Levitt. We started a new sermon series, No Regrets. For our listeners, it makes a lot more sense with the graphic. Uh, it's a tattoo spelled wrong. But basically, the series is about having no regrets and making better decisions. So today, we have two campus pastors with me, Ryan and Scott. Scott Schuford is a campus pastor at Radius Southside. Excited to be here. Thanks, Ryan. Welcome. And Ryan Maloney is the campus pastor at Radius Centerville. And all the microphones are working now. <laughs> all the microphones. <laughs> it took a little while, but yes, they are. Uh, thank y'all for joining me today. So let's kind of jump into this wisdom and decision making conversation. Um, Scott, what is wisdom? Like, can you just kind of talk through what it even is and like why is it important? We talk about it a lot. So why is it important for us to seek wisdom? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, put me on the spot, right? What is wisdom? Define it for us in uh, in one sentence. Um, so many places you can look. Um, Folks who have, have parsed that out, you know, and written really eloquent definitions. I think for me, when, when you look at King Solomon and in the Bible, God says you can ask for anything and he asks for wisdom. It's almost this ability to take your knowledge and your experiences and then apply them to your life today and like actually practically um, discern, okay, which path that's in front of me is, is the wise one. So it has, a, has an element of, of past experience, um, which is why older people you know, grow in wisdom. They kind of have more, more data points to work with. Um, and then it also has this, this um, understanding of kind of knowledge, like how do we take the, the real tangible what is happening here and then actually apply it um, to our lives. So it's important to seek it because without it, I mean, you really have no framework for making decisions. You just kind of go with feeling or emotion or the flavor of the month. And then um, I've seen in my own personal life, when I live that way, uh, I don't end up in, in the best spot. Yeah. So wisdom, it sounds like it could almost be a secular word as far as experience, knowledge. Obviously, as believers, um, the Holy Spirit has to be involved with us making these decisions. So Ryan, I kind of thought it'd be interesting if you could tie it in. How does wisdom even relate to faith and trust in God instead of just this thing that anyone can be wise? Yeah, well, Scott um, was right. Like the, the wisdom is all over the Bible, so it's hard to, to, uh, to find it in one sentence. But I, I think it's interesting how even in the series that we're doing, uh, the Ephesians 5 passage that, that Andy Stanley uses, he talks about wisdom being about making the most of every opportunity. So I was just thinking, anything about Psalm, uh, I think it's 90-12, so teach us to number our days so that we can gain a heart of wisdom. So it's interesting that the Bible, it, it, it uses wisdom with time, like your time is limited. And so when I think about faith, I think about trusting God, and what biblical wisdom would be separated from secular wisdom is that if I've got limited time, the wise thing to do is always what matters in eternity. Like the wise decision is always what God would have for me as I make this decision 
as opposed to secular wisdom that's like, I'm going to invest here because I'm going to make more money here. Like that would be wise financially. I think what wisdom in the Bible is getting us to, and it even says the beginning of wisdom, I think it's in Job, is the fear of the Lord, like this reverence for the Lord and what he might want for my life in my limited time. That makes sense. Yeah, so talking about the definition and um, how we can practice it is easier than actually practicing it. So do either of y'all have an example of a time when you had to rely on wisdom in a difficult situation? Yeah, I've, I've got one. Um, and Ryan, you're right. I mean, it, it's, it's practical, tangible. Um, you know, wisdom is a broad brush, but when we put it in the hands of the Lord, um, then it, it actually becomes inspired wisdom. It's not just, okay, what did this great thought leader in our world do? So we, we had a time one time where we've got four boys, and um, in four boy land, uh, you spend a lot of time in the hospital. So, I mean, we, we got very... <laughs> Very well acquainted, unfortunately, with the ER staff and with the uh, ambulance system and um, first responders and all those fun things. So we had our fourth son, and um, he was struggling. I mean, just in pain. They thought maybe appendicitis, like there's a ruptured something, and they took him into the hospital. And it was in that moment that we we had a wealth of past experience. (laughs) Okay, we know how to navigate the children's hospital. This is where you park, where you don't. Um, these are the good doctors. These are the ones you, you want to lean into. Um, but then we also had this uh, experiential knowledge of, of caring for the child. So there was this tangible relational experience, and then there was this practical kind of nuts and bolts experience. But, man, sitting in that hospital room um, with no answers. I mean, we had talked to several doctors, and nobody could really pull an answer out. So you, it just it was that that cauldron almost you know, melting point of we, we've been here, we've seen that, but then Lord, we, we don't know what to do and we need you to show us the way forward. So um, tough times. I mean, just for my wife, especially, I mean, you talk about a little baby with IVs and a crib bed that they have no clue what's going on and you don't know if they're going to make it. Um, but in that space, it, it felt like God had prepared us for the moment and met us in the moment. So I guess it allowed us to, to really navigate it in a way that I can look back and say, um, we walked through it well. So he's, he's great. I mean, it was a kind of a passing inflammation of the, the bowels type thing, but it was, it was real. Yeah. I love how you, um, kind of both tied in wisdom is something that we can seek and learn from experience, but there's a point to where our wisdom will always be limited. Mm -hmm. And that is when we have to rely on the power and strength of the Holy spirit. Um, For our listeners, there's probably a lot of times where we make decisions that may not actually be good or bad. It may not be a question of morality. So I'm curious, um, Ryan, what if none of the options are sinful? Then how do we make a wise decision and how do we know what God wants us to do? Yeah, I love that Ephesians 5 verse again because, you know, it says make the most of every opportunity. And then it says don't act thoughtlessly but understand what the Lord wants you to do. So there is this personal, like we have God's word, which is clear, but then there's all of this freedom that we have within the boundaries that he sets for us. Uh, And so I think the first thing would be, at least in my own experience, to be really careful that I'm not twisting God's word to 
do what I want to do. Like it's really black and white on some things. But then there is this freedom. Like the one example I was thinking about was like a job offer. I've had job offers before where neither one of them were sinful. Uh, they were about the same salary. They were they were just really similar. And um, you've got freedom, right? Like you want to experience this freedom. I could pick either one of these jobs and the Lord's going to be with me. And yet I think wisdom would be going, now I really want to be where he wants me to be. So uh, I remember for me praying, like, don't let that job be offered to me if you don't want me to take it, which is just my really simple way of saying, I want to go where you want me to go, um, even though I had the freedom to choose really either one. And so I think that's a hard part with with this idea of, of choices and wisdom is that you, you uh, if Galatians taught us anything, like you want to have this freedom and yet you want to be where God has you. Um, but I think those are tougher. The, 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 it should be easy when it's clearly sin and you're yes. making the choice, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, should I go out Saturday night and get drunk? What's the wise thing? Well, that's so clear because it's in his word. Mm-hmm. Should I go to that party is different, right? Like now, because it's I've got the freedom to go to the party, is it wise for me to go? And that'd be different answers for how the Holy Spirit's working on, on us differently. Mm-hmm. And it brings in, you know, Again, that past experience. What happened last time I went to the party? Yep. Um, what's what's really happening right now? And then, you know, we kind of through this sermon series, asked that same question about where, who do I really want to be? And then in that, it seems that the Lord, through the Spirit, you know, kind of informs that particular space, and you go, all right, this may this may be the wise move mm-hmm. tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you kind of hit on that a few times, Scott, about past experience, like. What happened last time I went? Should I do this again? So would you mind kind of expanding on what if we keep making decisions we regret and maybe repeating those bad decisions from the past? Um, and how do we get out of that rut and start making better choices? Yeah, well, I think um, when I think about my life in, in those particular areas, like they're, they're, each time I got out of the rut, it was precipitated by a, and just a, a punch in the face of, of reality. Like I am, I'm heading in a direction I don't need to go in. Uh, so for example, um, health has been a journey of mine. I was an offensive lineman, 295 pounds, you know, coming out of college, ate everything in sight. So coming out of that lifestyle, I've had to learn self-control with food and boundaries in those arenas. And uh, this is probably 10 years ago. I went to the eye doctor and they're like, you got high blood pressure. And I was like, no, I don't. You know, I'm ex-college athlete. I'm fine. But the numbers didn't lie. And, and the numbers brought a clarity um, to the decisions that I had been making. And I realized I was eating two Chick-fil-A sandwiches a day for lunch. I mean, it's mm, chicken, right? It's got to be It's got to be good for you. But <laughs> it's fr- No, no, fried. Okay. Wow. So it was fried chicken. <laughs> so I just had this moment where I was face-to-face with stark reality with numbers that didn't lie. Um, and then in that moment, my wife is a wellness nurse, so I brought her into the conversation, which which is great. If you realize you're heading the wrong direction, you have this wake-up call, who around you can be, be a resource um, to kind of bump you or equip you? So she gave me some great resources that changed the way I, I view what I was eating and how I was moving. Realized I wasn't exercising at all. Um, again, right, right? How do you get there, right? I'm eat Chick Fil A sandwiches, not exercise, and think I'm going to be fine. But resources, people, and then I just had to make a choice um, with the Lord's help. 
kind of, I mean, to stick to it with self-control and then with determination. Started working out differently, started eating differently, um, put some new boundaries in place. So I, I just think you have to realize you're in the rut. And I think that's the first step towards making better decisions. Um, and then from there, there's, you know, how do we learn from the, the true reality? Who can help us? And then, Lord, would you give me the, the gumption to mm-hmm. just keep fighting for it? Um, so it's an ongoing battle. I mean, it, it, the rut is always looming. You know, the ditches are on either side of the road. But th- that's the way I kind of found my way out and have stayed on the path. Yeah, and both of y'all have mentioned the rut could be different for different people, like mm-hmm. food. You mentioned parties. Mm-hmm. Um, as different people have to have different boundaries for the wisdom, um, how would you say we can fight against like judgment or pride when we feel that our decision or our wisdom is better than someone else's? I don't know if you also you know, have any like clarification around that. It's almost like I got the pride question because this I just is really what I struggle with. No. Yeah, it just, <laughs> no. just came to mind. <laughs> Wisdom comes by experience, right? That's right. So share That's with right. us, please. Uh, no, I mean, the Galatians series, that was so good in this, this realm. You know, we talk a lot about God's rules versus house rules. And, you know, we talked about it today. God, God has these certain rules and these boundaries. And then a lot of us, when I say us, Christians, want to tack up all of these other rules and fences inside of God's fence and then judge other people when they're living outside of our boundary but not necessarily God's boundary. And I think we all have our, you know, alcohol is a big one, right? Like if you don't drink and you see somebody that's a Christian out with a glass of wine and you're like, wow, I didn't know. They struggle with it. Well, that doesn't mean they struggle with alcohol, right? Like that's a house rule, not a God rule. Um. And so I think it constantly has to be on your mind, you know, of, of is this something that I have made, like, in a Pharisee-type way? Or is this something that, like, am I offended by things God's offended by, or am I just offended all the time, if that makes sense? So, um, yeah, that's tough. And then, you know, people setting those certain boundaries, you don't, you don't ever know what somebody's history is. It's like you don't ever know what Scott's history might be with health or somebody raised in a, in a different type of home than you were. And so giving people the benefit of the doubt, I think, is wise, for lack of a better word. Yeah, I really like that. I think, actually, we've had a few podcasts where people have said that, so it's been convicting mm-hmm. of just how we can jump to conclusions of what, even projecting our own struggles on other people instead of giving them the benefit of the doubt. So, mm-hmm. um I think that's great practical wisdom. Um, for both of y'all, do you have any resources that you could suggest on wisdom in decision making? Obviously, we have the book we're going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love John Piper's website. I go to it a lot, desiringgod.org. Desiring I'm sure a lot of people use that. But if you just go on there and type in wisdom, it's a, it is a wealth of knowledge on um different areas he's going to talk about the life being a vapor he's going to talk about fear of the lord he's going to he's going to have articles sermons podcasts and so that that's a really good resource and then i would say like finding wisdom books on the topic you're dealing with so mm-hmm. i don't have as many 
like books that I would say, go read this about wisdom. But I would say if you're struggling with your marriage, here's a good wisdom-filled book on marriage, if yeah. that makes sense. So, yeah, um, yeah, finding the topic that you're struggling with. Yeah, I think a couple of things. Um, it, it is staggering how um, truly applicable, like, Proverbs mm-hmm. is. I mean, like, we've worked through that with our boys, and um, they get it. I mean, it's just sticky and it's sharp. Um, so if you haven't read through that in a while, I mean, I know we talked as campus pastors the other day. You know, there's 30 um, chapters, and you could read one a day. And mm-hmm. just that, like, it's kind of transforming your mind. So that, that, that's one, you know, on top of in addition to the, the other resources. I think, two, um, discipleship, mentorship, whatever you would call that, like finding someone who's further down the road and just man, picking their brain, going, hey, here's how I'm processing through this. Like, will you help just process with me, um, make sure I'm not <laughs> running into the ditch? And that that has proven really, really helpful um, in, in my life over the years. So just having having guys that are further down the road and helping, you know, them helping kind of process through wise decisions and life events and things like that. Um, and that, I, th- I think finally, like when I, th- I think about just one other kind of resource, you know, Ryan, you hit on this verse, like just considering uh, how limited our time is here um, and whatever that, that looks like. You know, sometimes you go to a funeral and you walk away and you're like, I think I have a, a better handle on the number of days and, and the, the impact of the choices that I'm making. So whatever that looks like, you know, just to continue to consider your own, you know, mortality and the weight of the decisions we make kind of helps keep it in clarity for me. Yeah, there was, I was thinking too, there's a great sermon series that the Village Church did in, in Texas on Ecclesiastes, which was really good. It's almost like backwards wisdom in a lot of ways that you learn from Solomon's mistakes. Um, but that was a really good one I listened to. I think, Mariah, I think you're right with the, with the Holy Spirit. Like, there's just not a book for some of this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, we have a teenager now. There's no book. Like that's the, the girl drama at school or like if you're not seeking the Lord, I can't go get girl drama for dummies and like fix my daughter's situation. Right. And I'm not supposed to fix it anyway, but even help her. It's really like this discernment and this, what does the Lord want me to do? Um, so like the Holy Spirit, all these resources are great. We try to say it with Andy Stanley, like, Apart from Jesus, you can do nothing. Not apart from Jesus, go get Andy Stanley's book, right? Like being connected to him, it's amazing in my life how more wise I am when I'm connected to him. Right. And, and as I drift, I'm, I become unwise. And, and reading the word. I mean, Paul yeah. says, don't conform to the patterns of the world, but be transformed um, by renewing your mind. Mm-hmm. And, and like we do that by soaking ourselves in, in truth. And the hope is, like we talk at Radius, we bleed Bible, that when you get cut, when you get squeezed, that what comes out of you is actually is God's wisdom, yep. not the wisdom of the world. A reminder that Radius Church exists to glorify God by making disciples, planning churches, and living generously. This has been Radius Conversations. We'll see you next time.